to a spooky, scary episode of Tag Talk. Um, my name is Kylie. This is Haley. But today... Um, you're actually Matt Jackson. Thank you. Yeah, today we're someone else. Uh, I don't know if you know this. My name is Matt Jackson. Uh, I'm a very talented wrestler. Oh, my turn. <laughs> I am none other than Hangman Adam Page, if it wasn't obvious. You know, my pal Horsey over here. And this is not beer, obviously, and it's in a wine glass, but we have two, one thing in common, and it's that we're both anxious, so cheers. Cheers. I got my spooky, scary pumpkin spice latte. Um, As you should. Homemade, too, because I'm a barista. Uh, should I? <laughs> should you explain the old man sitting behind you? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe we should just talk about our set while we wait for people to trickle in. We went live a couple minutes early because uh, we were just so excited, one, to show up our costumes, and two, uh, just to, just for Halloween. Like, we were sitting here. We've been sitting here for 30 minutes <laughs> just waiting to go live. But it's okay. It's okay because it's Halloween, and we're so excited to be here with all of you. But, Haley, who is the man behind you? <laughs> well, he's a butler, but today <laughs> um, he's a rancher. You know, yeah, he, he's on my farm with me. Um, he's wearing a hangman shirt because obviously, duh. Um, yeah, there's no candy in here. I wish there was. I should have put some in there, but maybe it's okay. Yeah, we have a super chat from our what's the word surrogate? <laughs> surrogate <laughs> adopted. What yeah. our dad? Uh, Chris says happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to all of you. We, um, it's just a lucky coincidence that Tag Talk is now on Mondays and it's Halloween on a Monday. And we're Halloween is our favorite holiday. We're so excited to spend it here with all of you. We are we have a fun episode planned, a little bit different from our normal Tag Talk content. Um, but again, it's Halloween and we wanted to have some fun with you guys. So today on Tag Talk, we are going to talk about our favorite spooky, spooky, scary, supernatural tag teams. Um, so we have like a few that we want to talk about, but as always, if you want to have your comment or your question read on air, you can submit a super chat to do that. And we want to hear what you guys have to say about spooky, scary, supernatural, disgusting tag teams. I did push for the boogeyman, uh, boogeyman and little boogeyman to be part of this, but I was vetoed. Um, but just so you know, in case you're thinking, where's Boogeyman? Uh, I tried. <laughs> but we can talk about it if that's what you guys want to talk about. We're, we want to be as interactive as possible. We'll be reading the chat. So leave your comments. We'll make sure we get to them. Yeah, we, it's Halloween. We're just trying to have some fun with you guys. So all that being said, it's 3.05. This is when we were supposed to go live, but we jumped the gun. We were excited. It's okay. Um. So we're going to kind of start in the present and we'll work our way back. Um, so, of course, the attack team that everyone kind of thought was gone, but now isn't gone, is the House of Black. I was so taken aback when that like little teaser was tweeted by all of them the other day. Um, I loved it. And I love how like everybody besides Buddy is, like, all, like, dark and mysterious, and he's just, like, in the pool. <laughs> like, I love that. Um, a model. 
Yeah, but I think we both can agree that we love the House of Black. Yes, um, the House of Black consistently, uh, like all the AW shows I've been to, and of course watching it on TV, the House of Black gets consistently great reactions. Uh, And they also, I think the House of Black is sort of supernatural because, you know, you know, Malachi Black and his spit um, Mm -hmm. turns people into House of Black figures, these House of Black people. Um, But the House of Black, to me, it's so unique because AEW doesn't really have this propensity to do uh, like over the top fictional things. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't do supernatural gimmicks in the way that, you know, WWE might or another promotion might. But House of Black, they're they're sort of supernatural, but I also feel like it's deeply psychological. And I think a lot of their appeal is that like dark, mysterious side of humans. And I think that's something Malachi Black has tried to do in his wrestling gimmicks um, for a long time. And I don't know if the House of Black is coming back and they're just going to be the same House of Black again, or if we're going to get some sort of new iteration or a new chapter to the story. But regardless, the House of Black is cool. And I love that we're getting something um, different. We're not just getting heels who are just like mean. And we're not getting supernatural people who are the boogeyman. I think the House of Black is a nice medium. And I don't know. I'm just so here for it. But Buddy needs to get some tattoos. Julia Hart. Oh, yeah. She got a tattoo. And then, of course, Brody and Malachi, they're absolutely covered. Buddy, and what are you doing? And he's dating Rhea Ripley. And she, she has tattoos. What are we doing? Buddy. I know. He stands out. But, like. I don't know, because I feel like when everybody thinks of the House of Black and they see Buddy, they're like, oh, like he doesn't really fit. But I feel like a tattoo would fix that. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I don't know, maybe he's just scary enough <laughs> as Buddy. <laughs> a swamp monster. Uh, he doesn't need tattoos. I don't know. Uh, but if anybody here knows how to contact Buddy, uh, I'll hook him up with a tattoo artist. I have several tattoos. And we'll get it going. Well, I mean, you do. Uh, Jennifer says Buddy is delicious, and I agree. (laughs) Listen, I think uh, when Buddy first joined the House of Black, I was like, "Mm, that's a little weird. Uh, I think he was just in it because he's a talented guy and, you know, he needed a spot. I didn't really feel it. Uh, But in all the times I've seen House of Black wrestle, especially live, like House of Black is so much better live. Mm -hmm. I can't even begin to articulate that but um he does fit in with the group he does very well at like the weird creepiness and the acting part of it i just wish he looked like he was part of the house of black yeah and like you said obviously we don't know how they're gonna come back or like what's up with these little teases and stuff but you know we have talked at ad nauseum about (laughs) <laughs> where we kind of want to see House of Black go. Um, I'm just excited for the future. And I love, I'm so happy that they introduced Julia finally after all that time. And she's kind of, we've seen her grow mm-hmm. into like such a captivating character. I just, I love Dark Julia. I love her. Yeah. And when, and, and I don't want to spend like a ton of time on House of Black, but I really love it. Um, when 
you know, Buddy announced that he was like stepping away and Malachi Black was stepping away for whatever reasons. I don't want to speculate on any of those. Um, but when it was Julia and Brody, I was like, okay, they could do Julia and Brody and they could do something really cool with that because I don't know what it is about Julia Hart in the House of Black, but she's really come in, come into her own as this dark character as opposed to like a cheerleader with varsity blondes. Um, so I think this is, and I'm, you know, I don't buy into cliches or anything like that, but I, I don't know. It just feels so much more natural for her to be this dark character as opposed to that cheerleader. So I'm here for it. I love the house of black. Another tag team I really like is the Wyatt family. Ooh, yeah. We couldn't leave the Wyatt family out, especially since it's like, sort of relevant now kind of relevant now yeah. i don't know i don't know what bray wyatt's doing he's doing bray wyatt things but i think the wyatt family has you know there's been some some bleak moments some valleys uh but i think overall the wyatt family was a lot of fun and i really like the original um iteration of the wyatt family uh when it, prior to the infamous projected bug spot bug scene whatever but i love the wyatt family i think there's especially because like the bayou down south like mysterious out of touch sort of element to it the farm person uh i i don't know Wyatt family you couldn't not put the wyatt family on a spooky scary tag team list yeah and i feel like and this may be controversial <laughs> of an opinion we're going to get to this later, but I did want to point out, I feel like it's the closest thing that we'll ever get to, like, the ministry. Because, mm. um, you know, like, for that time, it worked. But I feel like, in a way, like, this was WWE's, like, modern version of that. And we kind of, you know, saw that in their feud with uh, the Brothers of Destruction. Um, with that Survivor Series match? It was Survivor Series, right? Yeah. Um. But I just, I love the Wyatt family. I loved, like, the swamp match. Like, all the little, like, gimmicky things that they did. And there were so many good, like, vignettes when they were first introduced. Um, so I love that. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention it because we're both shield girlies. Love the American Gothic. It's, it's so true. <laughs> so good. If I didn't mention because we're both shield girlies, their feud with the shield was so good. Yes. Uh one of my favorite feuds. You know, the shield doesn't fit in on this list because they're not spooky scary. Uh, I mean, I guess they kind of do. The SWAT team aesthetic, like, I guess the SWAT team could be scary. But regardless, the Wyatt family, um, and I will say I do think I enjoyed the Wyatt family more than I enjoyed the themed funhouse thing. But both were great. Um, I think time and place-wise, I don't think the fiend fit that well into WWE, especially the way they took the character. But regardless, the Wyatt family, I don't know. It's like when we think of like spooky, scary, we always think of things and we'll get to this, like the brood, like vampires, or we think of House of Black, like these mysterious Gothic people who you don't know what they're going to do. But the Wyatt family, there's like so much, um, like Lizzie said, the American Gothic aesthetic, but like believability to mm -hmm. it. Like these backwoods Southern people who are, you know, in reality, there are groups of people who are so detached from, you know, quote unquote, mainstream American society. 
so I don't know. There was something so weird about that, like the culture clash between the Wyatt family and the audience. I agree. Um, and I think that backwoods people are very scary. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay. <laughs> but also, um, I think Bray Wyatt, and, you know, it's been said 10,000 times, he's a very creative person. And uh, I'm not sure how much input he had into the Wyatt family and, like, where the Wyatt family went because. I don't know, as much as you could talk about the evolution of the Wyatt family into this actually legitimately scary thing, I think, like, the deconstruction of the Wyatt family is equally important. But when I think of the Wyatt family, I always think of, um, and I don't know why, Randy Orton burning down the Wyatt family compounds. And I remember at the time, I was like, like, that is not going to fly with Mr. (laughs) Randy that is not gonna fly he is not having that so i really appreciated that um but i think you know we can also talk about the fiend because i feel like it's just a new iteration of his character but do you remember you know we had the fiend vignettes whatever and then his first entrance he had a lantern Mm -hmm. of his own head of you know bray wyatt's head ah so good it was good. good And I like the parallels when Bray returned this time around um, that we kind of saw with that, like, entrance. I thought that that was really cool, too. I feel like this one's for you. Thank you. Here come the dad jokes. We promised them. Thank you. Yeah, we love your dad jokes. Um, we do. Again, guys, if you want your comment, you want to guarantee that we read it up. Uh, you can send a super chat. It's Halloween. We're feeling that we're just having fun. We're all just vibing together. But back to the fiend. Uh, from like the Seth Rollins match onward, it was absolute garbage. Like I was not a fan of the Alexa Bliss thing. I was not carried that out way too long. That wasn't spooky, scary, supernatural like the Wyatt family was, or like the House of Black is. Um, that was just cheesy, corny Disney Channel super villain movie. But I don't know. Now that now that you know Bray Wyatt's back in WWE, there's a new creative um, protocol, creative vision uh, behind the promotion. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll get some cool, spooky, scary stuff again, and it'll actually be spooky, scary. Uh, yeah, I agree. Sorry, I was reading the comments about our Halloween themed backgrounds and things. Mm. Um, we put so much effort into these guys. We we really <laughs> did, but. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see kind of where Bray Wyatt goes. He's always been one of my favorite um, wrestlers. And, I mean, we're big fans of storytelling and wrestling, and I feel like he's very good at it. So, uh, Super chat from good friend of the show, Ryan. Where does the ghost go on vacation? Malibu. Okay, oh, sure. Paytas with your <laughs> Malibu Paytas. Oh, and also... Jackie says, hello. First time we can catch you both live. Hi, Jackie. We are so excited to have you. Jackie, of course. Great. Also, also Kyle. Uh, Check out Elite POV. Anyway. Yeah, Elite POV. You guys should all check it out. But back back to spooky, scary tag teams. Um, Yeah, Wyatt Family, 10 out of 10. Would watch again. (laughs) Fiend, no. But the new thing, maybe. I think that's where we stand. 
I think that's fair to leave it at that, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, moving into a tag team that I watched a lot of. I'm not sure about Haley, uh, mm-hmm. Dequette. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how much of, I don't know how much our audience watches, like, not AEW. <laughs> but, um, we have a very skewed AEW audience. Yeah, we have a very AW skewed audience, which is fine. You, yeah, we, we love we're not we're not shaming you for your AW perspective, but uh, we had to include Decay because I think Decay includes a lot of very important, spooky, scary wrestlers. Um, so Decay is a tag team from TNA. Uh, I believe it debuted in 2016. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me check. Was it 2016? Yeah. Uh, So there's a lot. Listen, there's been a lot, but basically Abyss, like Abyss founded Decay and Abyss, I believe still works in WWE, but I'm not entirely sure. Also shout out to Kyle for the super chat. Smiley face to you too. Um, Yeah. But Abyss was the founding member. Abyss left in 2017, but Decay was sort of revitalized in the pandemic era. So now we have Havoc, we have um, Black Taurus, Rosemary, and Crazy Steve. Uh, Decay is in a lot in a lot of ways kind of similar to House of Black. If you're not familiar with Decay, maybe I'll explain it to you that way. But it's also very much, um, and especially in the case of Rosemary, <laughs> very demonic, very uh, horror movie-esque in a way that House of Black isn't. So Decay is a lot about showmanship and, you know, all the visuals of being scary, while House of Black is very much uh, the visuals too, but also the present, uh, the wrestling and the presentation. But regardless, when Decay was first founded, like I mentioned, founded by Abyss um, in 2016, uh, I remember thinking, okay, this is like, the Ministry of Darkness. And we keep going back to this Ministry of Darkness. But when I was younger, as a kid, I had um, box sets of WWE, WWF DVDs. And Abyss, not Abyss, <laughs> House of <laughs> the Ministry. Oh, my goodness. It's the PSL. It's getting to me. Um, but the Ministry of Darkness was, like, my thing. Like, I loved yeah. The Undertaker. And I loved um, his, like, feud with Vince McMahon. What His hatred of Vince McMahon. I loved Kane as well. Controversial now, but back then I loved Kane. Um, the acolytes were super cool. Uh, Viscera was awesome. So ministry, but when, uh, when, um, Decay debuted, I was like, okay, this is like a believable successor to the ministry. I was like, this is really, really good. And Abyss who, you know, longtime wrestling fans, you know, Abyss, um, and I trusted Abyss. I was like, okay, this is Abyss. He's doing this thing. And I think it'll be good. I think I believe it. And also I love Rosemary. So there was also that. Uh, they made their debut. And oh my God, we have another super chat joke. Okay. Ryan says, what do skeletons order at restaurants? Spare ribs. Dad jokes to show support. I love it. Thank you, Ryan. We welcome all your dad jokes. Oh. Um, okay, more dad jokes. <laughs> this one <was laughs> POV. Why is it so cheap to throw a party at a haunted house? Because the ghosts bring all the booze. <laughs> I 
wish. Could you imagine you threw a party and your ghost catered it and you didn't have to spend any Would money? Do you guys want to hear a spooky story? I have a spooky story. So I listen, it's Halloween. We're feeling chaotic. I was sitting on my couch and I was watching um, AMC plus interview with the vampire in the new series, which is a 10 out of 10. So good. But I swear, and I, I will die swearing this happens. A child ghost <laughs> ran across my living room in front of my TV. I swear, I swear it happened. I haven't been able to prove it, but, you know, I'll do a paranormal investigation in my living room. I'll prove that it happened. Listen, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I think you should. But back to adventure show. Back to Abyss um, and Decay. Um, this was like a weird period for TNA also. I think 2016 to like 2019 was so weird for the promotion. Um like finding their footing, figuring out who they are. And this was also when wrestling was sort of being taken over by the Bullet Club. So uh, a lot of wrestling fans were really tuning into Ring of Honor, tuning into New Japan, places they could see the Bullet Club. And that was not TNA. So TNA doing something, you know, taking a risk on Decay, which like I mentioned, is sort of like a very story character driven group. Uh, Taking that risk, and putting Decay on TV. And I think that's, I think it was one of TNA's biggest successes. And I don't know, I just love Decay. And I talk forever about Decay. Haley, what are your thoughts about Decay? I didn't even ask you. Um, I love Decay. I think one of my favorite like standout moments is their like feud with the Hardys. Um, with Broken, I just, it was so good. And that like, uh, fight or brawl that they had on the Hardy family compound I thought was so good um yeah I just really liked Decay and I agree I felt like it was kind of like a rejuvenated thing for them and Impact has always kind of been like ahead of the curve with things in TNA Impact TNA whatever but I feel like they've always been ahead of the curve and Decay was one of the things yeah and we didn't um we didn't mention Matt Hardy brother Nero um that spooky, scary goodness. But keep in mind, uh, we had to pick a few. But Matt Hardy in the broken Matt Hardy universe and all this stuff, I love it. It didn't work in AEW. I think that's undeniable. And I think a lot of that is because of the pandemic, why it didn't work. I think if crowds were there, it would have been a little bit better. Um, But I love the broken universe. We have another dad joke super chat uh from our dad chris what is a vampire's favorite candy a sucker that's a creative one um but i like to imagine he's just sitting there googling dad jokes while we're talking probably but if you were a true fan of vampire lore you would know that vampires cannot consume human food so speaking of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel like that leads right into our next one. <laughs> um, I think I mentioned it earlier, The Brood. Um, yeah. I think I did. Anyway, The Brood. We could not talk about Spooky Scary without talking about oh. The Brood. And if you know me, you will know that I am the biggest Christian fan that probably has ever existed on the face of the earth. Um, Christian, Christian Cage, whatever. I love the man. Uh, me but with edge yeah you <laughs> know that like 
I mean, soulmates. Anyway, uh, the brood was, okay. I wish should probably preface this by saying that at the time I was, <laughs> we were very young and I have memories. Zero years old. You were, were you born? No. You were born? What happened no. to you? Uh, I think 1998. Let me see. Let me see. I was, okay, so this is another thing I watched back on videotapes. The Brood. I should also say that. But in the early 2000s, I watched The Brood. I was absolutely terrified. There was blood. There was like weird vampire teeth. Gang Growl was like weird and he gave me bad vibes. Um, <laughs> so The Brood, uh, and I think a lot of people look back on The Brood and they, they're they kind of critical of it and they're like, this is so just not cool. And it is cool though. It is cool. I think it's a little what's the word it's like emblematic of the time like you can't judge it by 2022 standards because then we're going to be going in circles but the brood at the time was cool kyle from elite pov with another super chat what do witches request at a hotel broom service i love that i love hocus pocus but (laughs) um but i feel like too it was kind of perfect for the time because you know, there were a lot of vampire movies coming out. There was The Lost Boys, which I do want to talk about in a minute. I'm a huge <laughs> Lost Boys fan. Um, but I believe Interview with the Vampire was also around this time. So, you know. Oh, yeah, that's true. And I just talked about the new series, but the original Interview with the Vampire. Uh, it's a great movie. It's a little weird, but that's because Anne Rice's novel is weird. So, like, it is what it is. But the brood, uh, I feel like there was a little bit of a vampire craze at that point, and the vampires faded out. And now I think, like modern people, we think about vampires, we think about Twilight. So, like, they're a little bit tainted by like the Twilight stank. Um, <laughs> it's true. But yeah, it's true. I love the brood. And when I say this, I mean the brood, not the new brood, which. Oh. Uh, we don't we don't even mention okay Haley has thoughts about the new brood i think <laughs> i don't i i would rather not <laughs> okay Haley does not want to talk about the new brood um, uh anyway i feel like the brood has like a long lasting legacy like anytime someone sees gangrel they they think about the brood like they don't poor gangrel he's always going to be the figurehead of the brood no matter what well i mean even when uh the did, like party cosplay and brought out Gangrel, like very brood. <laughs> I mean, true. And I also really liked, um, had to have been like 99 or 2000 when the brood feuded with the Ministry of Darkness and they ended up merging, which I was not a favor of, in favor of the merging. I thought that was just like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't see a reason for them to do that for like storyline wise for them to merge like that. Um, but listen, I love that the brood and, and the Ministry of Darkness, I love that they were anti-McMahon. Like they were yes. always like, they're they like, how many times they're going to tell you? Always, always. And I'm here for that. I love that. I feel like, I don't know, like I look back on it like so differently than everybody else. Like I feel like, like you said, everybody just kind of looks at it like, oh, like 
it's so like cheesy and like whatever but like it really wasn't like I feel like they had really good moments and they did what they had to do and like they weren't trying to be like super serious and like Gangrel has said nobody can hate a vampire and it's true and listen we did get that iconic moment um it was a Wrestlemania I think but but uh yeah it had to have been Wrestlemania because it was Undertaker Hell in a Cell uh it was Undertaker Big Boss Man Hell in a Cell the brood comes onto the roof of the cell. They give Undertaker a noose and he hangs Big Boss Man. That, I think, uh, was one of the eeriest moments in wrestling at the time. I think a lot of people were really unnerved by it, which is kind of the point of spooky, scary tag teams. Um, but the brood have always had this vibe. And maybe this is an unfair comparison. But when I think about the brood and like all the stuff they did and how they presented themselves, what they looked like, I think about... Um, the flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz. And I'm like, they're like little minions and they're just ready to go just wreak havoc. I yeah. love it. Kyle says, what about the corporate ministry? We don't talk about this. And I was gonna get to that when we talk about the ministry of darkness, because I knew we were gonna just hate on it completely. <laughs> I hate the corporate ministry. Let's jump ahead. I okay, hate the you corporate know what? ministry. Their theme song slapped, though. But that's the only good thing about them. The only redeeming quality of the corporate ministry. All right. Dad, Dad Joke Saga continues. Ryan says, who turns the lights off on Halloween? The light switch. I love that. These are so good, you guys. No, and I know that you're stealing them from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just Halloween dad jokes. Just scouring the internet. But you know what? It's fine. And yes, Vince ruined the brood and the ministry. I do agree. Um, I like, and I just that I'm not a fan of the corporate ministry. I didn't like that. And I also think uh, the entire Brothers of Destruction, like just even those two, uh, when Caden debuted and he tore, you know, the door off the cage and he had Paul Bearer with him, that felt major. And even now, I go back and I watch that, and I'm like, that's so difficult to replicate. There will never be something that scary in wrestling again. Yeah. Because The Undertaker himself was scary. But uh, we had heard about this brother Kane, all these things that Kane supposedly did. Uh, and we know that The Undertaker's family, like their dad, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so to me, the Brothers of Destruction, just like, in, it would have been like 10 years later in like 2008. They're just like, they just have a brotherly vibe all of a sudden. I don't know. Like the PG, PGification of <laughs> um, the Brothers of Destruction will always irk me, especially because I'm not so much Undertaker, because he still kind of retained a little bit of that, even though he, we don't talk about Saudi Arabia, but Kane was nerfed. Kane had like, he was so scary. He had all these supposed supernatural powers. He was unstoppable. He was a monster. They got rid of his mask, made him bald. And he was never the same. You could say the same thing for the corporate ministry. Yeah. They never yeah. the same after that. Well, and I feel like at the time of the ministry and the corporate ministry, like Undertaker was on such a high, like in my opinion, it's the best version of Taker. I think just like promo wise and just like uh -huh. his presence, like it was just really good. Um, but then Vince had to go and ruin it and claim himself as the higher being or whatever he was called. And I just, I didn't see the point of that. Like, why did we have to do that? It, it just kind of like undermined everything that we had going. 
Yeah. Um, and the Ministry of Darkness, as much as it was just, it was kind of a band of wrestlers who didn't really fit together, but they were all just supernatural. So they just kind of like banded together under the leadership of The Undertaker. There was something really special there. Uh, and I think, especially for the period, it was really well done. And, you know, with the exception of like a few, I would say a few moments, a few matches, they were like a legitimate threat. And that putting Vince McMahon in there and, you know, it was Vince's choice, whatever. I don't know. I just don't buy it. Like I think of that time. Um, and I think they were trying to break into Vince McMahon's house. It might've been Stephanie McMahon's house, but the ministry of darkness breaking into that house, like that trope of breaking into someone's house, it's WWE loves it. But back then, like that was really scary. When they like, kidnapped the, Stephanie. Yeah. And they were like, in the like, ring in like the whole marriage ceremony terrifying yeah they're like doing all this stuff and it's like morally corrupt it's like you want them to die for it but they're supernatural so they get to do whatever they want whenever they want which in wrestling it's kind of hard to do that because it's a sport but like you have supernatural characters who are like supposedly unstoppable whatever but i still love it i still think it's cool uh and then like now it's vince mcmahon like Mm -hmm. i could forgive him for the steve austin stuff like Mm -hmm. Steve Austin would never be friends with Vince, with Vince McMahon. Never. But you know what? They did it, and I could forgive it. But this big, bad, supernatural scaries? No. Why ruin, like, such a good thing? You know? Why? And I... And I do think that gang growl was kind of disadvantaged there. Um, Edge and Christian, of course, went on, and they did great things outside of the brood. Uh, and they're still even doing great things today, shockingly. Um, the un- the Undertaker was kind of the same, but like just like Kane, like he's just kind of a dude who has like a super long entrance, and he's dead ish. Like I don't know, you lost. They lost a lot of the funeral home mystique, <laughs> and I think that's why it's so hard for like creepy characters or tag teams or anything like that to get over because. The Attitude Era, like, you could get away with stuff like that. You know, they were walking around in kayfabe all the time. And, like, now, like, we have social media and so many other things. Like, and we know these things aren't real. So, I feel like it just ruins it. Yeah. um, uh, Louise says, the fact that Christopher Daniels was supposed to be the higher power instead of Vince is still weird to me, honestly. Chris... Christopher Daniels um, as the fallen angel, like that was, and you know, I have, it's been a while since I've gone back and watched a lot of that, but he's a really talented guy. And it's kind of shocking to me that he, um, not that he's like a quintessential Vince guy, quote unquote Vince guy. um, But it's kind of shocking to me that he never got like a big, big WWE, WWF run uh, just because he's been so successful everywhere. But then again, I don't pretend to know what goes on in Vince McMahon's brain. So it is what it is. But I think anyone would have been better in that spot. I did I didn't want any of the McMahons. And like Shane McMahon sort of got involved. He became a member in the corporate ministry. I didn't want any of them involved in that. Uh, but they did it anyway. And also, this might be a controversial opinion. Maybe someone can let me know. I don't think the big show fit 
He was only in there for a couple months. But why was the big show <laughs> in the ministry? <laughs> Maybe just because he was like big and menacing. I don't know. <laughs> it really didn't work. Why? But Big Show was always in that spot where he's like the big menacing guy in a faction. Yeah. Um, I okay, Kyle says the story per Pritchard is that they pitched Daniels as uh, into the story, and Vince took one look at him and decided he was too short. Seriously, um, I believe it. Sounds like a Vince thing, yeah. Yeah, I totally believe it. <laughs> um, and like at the time. And, you know, I was, of course, a child. Uh, but the focus on, like, witchcraft and, like, sacrificial um, rituals and all that sort of stuff within the ministry, like, that's a bigger, broader social commentary. And I loved that. I think, uh, with the, you know, if you took Big Show out and you took the McMahons out, uh, at the core, the ministry was a product of its time. And, you know, House of Black is kind of doing it now with, like, the witchy, like, uh, ritualistic stuff. But I don't know. It'll be so hard to replicate the ministry today just because I think wrestling fans are so, um, like, like encouraged to find fake things in wrestling and, like, o- like over-critique wrestling instead of letting themselves really sink into the story and enjoy it. Uh but yeah, the ministry, the original ministry, no Shane McMahon. Uh, you could put the brood in there because I liked them. No big show. None of them. The corporate ministry is absolute garbage. Um, uh, Louise says, a thousand percent certain big shows in the ministry just for vibes. Just for vibes. I totally buy it. Uh, but I love the ministry. We love the ministry, BCM. Before the corporate ministry. <laughs> yeah, we, we, you know what? Go moving forward, um, we're going to ban the words, words, the phrase corporate ministry. We don't talk about her. Uh, <laughs> I am, I am not interested in talking about them. Uh, <laughs> I, um, justice for naked Midian. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I had something I was going to say about Gangrel, and I totally forgot, which, poor Gangrel, I feel like that's the story of his career. Uh, <laughs> poor Gangrel. Poor Gangrel. I, I love him. Though. I don't know. I don't know, and I feel like um, AEW kind of, and maybe this is another controversial thing, I've got lots of, like, takes today, but AEW does sort of play into these long-term histories a lot more than WWE does. Um, Because AEW does have a lot of, like, the old guys who were, you know, part of this generation of talent who had, you know, all these ties, not just in the ministry, but, like, all these other things. Um, So I – and maybe this is me pitching a story. Maybe this is me fantasy booking a story. But I wouldn't mind if AEW did a spooky, scary, supernatural thing with Christian. I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't, and I, I mean, think I feel like <laughs> I feel like the Luchasaurus thing. Like, <laughs> Luchasaurus don't bring like, up. <laughs> I listen. I love um, Dark Luchasaurus, Evil Luchasaurus, whatever you want to say. I like um, 
I really liked him turning on Jungle Boy. I really liked the change of character, how he was presenting himself, blah, blah, blah. I liked that he wasn't goofy anymore. Because, and then we said this on Tag Talk, we felt like Jurassic Express had run its course. I didn't like that he was evil and wasn't evil, but haha, he's secretly actually evil. Um, that was unnecessary to me. And then now Christian's hurt, but it's whatever. And I think Luchasaurus, like that original heel turn and when he's like wreaking havoc, that's like the closest a lot of people, wrestlers have gotten to that, you know, like I mentioned earlier, that infamous Kane debut, taking the door off, all those things. And if they had tried to replicate the Kane-Paul Bear dynamic with Luchasaurus and Christian Cage, that would have been really, really cool. But they haven't done that. Like, even now, it's like Luchasaurus is an afterthought. Like, people, like, it's like Tony Khan's like, oh, people didn't like this weird double turn story with Jungle Boy. Let's just forget that Luchasaurus is there. And, you know, Christian's hurt anyway. So, uh, I don't know. I'm still, the jury's still out on Luchasaurus for me. Christian to the House of Black. Listen, and we remember, um, it was a tag talk a while ago. Maybe someone watching remembers which episode it was, where we talked about House of Black needing to add more members. And we had talked about, we talked about Darby being in the House of Black. Um, there were a couple other names that we pitched to join. But I think when you have a supernatural gimmick and your whole thing is that you're recruiting um, just like the House of Black does, like the Dark Order kind of did, but then the Dark Order is now well beyond Supernatural. Like, they're not even in the realm anymore. Um, you do have to recruit. Like, that's the whole point because you're evil and your whole gimmick is that you want to take over. Um, so House of Black, and, you know, I'm not saying they need, like, 30 people in there, but they have four members and they need more. And it sucks because they keep spitting <laughs> they keep spitting on people and those people aren't turning. Yeah, the like, only one who didn't turn. Cody Rhodes didn't turn. It was just Julia. The rest of them just walked out of the shadows into the House of Black. Like, hello. Um, so a lot of people in the chat are saying Abaddon. Uh I do I think, think Abaddon said that too, yeah. Yeah, I think Abaddon would be a great fit for the House of Black. Um I think she's tailor-made for a faction like that because she doesn't have to rely on being spooky scary on her own. Like she's part of a cohesive unit that would, that would really work. And I really love the idea of Julian, Julia and Abaddon uh, being in the women's division and doing a lot of tag matches. And I really like the idea of Abaddon being this like demon that Julia is controlling through witchcraft or through whatever it might be. I really love that because I think moving Julia into a leadership role in the House of Black is super important. Uh, and of course, I'm always up for more women in the faction. So I think that I think that would be really cool. I agree. Who else would you want to see in the House of Black besides Darby? Because I think we're I think the Darby ship has sailed. He's like feuding with Jay Lethal to the end of the days, I guess. Me? You want to be in the House of Black? I was asking if you were asking me. Oh, I'm asking you. Yeah. Yeah, I totally want to be in the house of black. <laughs> um, hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of people taken up with like the firm and stuff right now. Like I originally oh, yeah. have said. So I have a lot of thoughts about the firm, guys. <laughs> uh, but that's not for this episode. That's not for this episode. <laughs> Lizzie says Haley for House of Black. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Can we start trend on Twitter? Can we start 
Haley to House of Black confirmed. <laughs> I feel like you have to put it now in your uh, Twitter bio, just House of Black. I feel like I give House of Black vibes minus the cowgirl aesthetic. House of Black cowgirl. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people in AW who are just floating, but the House of Black is so specific. It would be really difficult to pull any of them into it. It's just an unfortunate um, thing about the nature of the faction. I do think uh, after Darby is done feuding with Jay Lethal, if it ever ends, I have no idea. I don't know. I feel like breaking up Darby and Sting is necessary at this point. I feel like um, not that Sting is holding Darby back, but I feel like Darby is beyond the point where he needs that older talent like uh, to carry him. Like the yeah. world is carrying him. Um, so maybe Darby, a lot of people in the chat, like Jennifer is uh, saying Dan House and he's been teasing, he's going darker. That I, is true. When Dan House debuted, I thought that's where we were going. And mm-hmm. then like, he did the whole thing with Best Friends. Um, but like for the longest time, I've always thought that Dan House and being with best friends was kind of like, he's just kind of hiding. Like he's like a sleeping dog. Uh, We didn't get it. And now he's not with best friends really all that much anymore on camera. So maybe Dan house. And I wouldn't be opposed to Dan house. I mean, the original version of Dan house. It was very like pre this version. It was very like demonic and creepy. So I'd like to see. I think, I think AW was uploading. um, I think he has a match today, like a special, you know, just for Halloween, Danhausen match. Um, so maybe Danhausen. I don't know. Um, I also think there's a case to be made, and maybe listen. This we talked about this in the last episode, but I don't know if this audience has heard this. Butcher and the Blade. Mm-hmm. I think Butcher and the Blade have been horribly overlooked, and Bunny for her in there too. And I think they would really fit in the House of Black, like the Goth you know, emo aesthetic. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, I agree. And I think that Julia and um, Allie Kobani would be a really interesting tag team as well. Yeah. And, and you know, of course, I would still have Abaddon in there too. I just think, and like I said, House of Black, they got to start expanding. If they're going to come back, which they you know they had the videos so like i'm presuming they're coming back and they're gonna be the actual house of black and not some new thing um they do have to start oh the chat loves the bush and the blade idea um but they have do have to start recruiting and they have to recruit in a way that isn't like miro because miro not turning evil and you know he could turn evil in the future and maybe i'm just being dumb but miro not turning evil was kind of like like neutering malachi black it was like, oh, actually, like, you don't have this power to destroy people's lives because clearly they can just fight it. The power of Sting is stronger, I guess. The power of Sting. The power of Sting. He's just too strong for Sting. Malachi Black. <laughs> uh, I was I was just going to say something about Sting, but I don't remember what it was. But... I feel like we've done a great job covering all our favorite spooky, scary tag teams. Haley, do you have any closing thoughts? Are there any tag teams we didn't talk about that you would like to mention? I don't think so. I think we covered mostly everything. Um, But my closing thoughts, happy Halloween, everybody. 
Um, I hope that, you know, if you guys are trick-or-treating or going to a party or staying in, I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Um, yeah, we love Halloween. Hookhausen, period. I knew I had to I give that one to you. Haley loves Hookhausen. I do. <laughs> I, I miss Hookhausen so much. Um, my closing thoughts, I love the House of Black sort of revitalizing that aesthetic. I love spooky, scary, and wrestling. I think uh, when it's done right and the characters are multidimensional, I think it's so interesting. Uh, House of Black needs to recruit more members. That's my closing thought. Also, I'd love Decay. Um, in terms of, you know, there's a lot of like spooky, scary uh, tag teams and groups on the indies. We were going to mention a few of them, but the episode was already so crowded and we didn't want, we wanted it to be a fun, you know, dialogue between us and our audience. So also I feel like we wanted to talk about our faves and we did, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I'm just so excited for the future. I'm so excited that House of Black is back and we had planned to talk about House of Black before the videos went up, just so you know, we were fans before then. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to see what Danhausen does. I'm excited for Julie Hart. I'm excited for Abaddon. Thank you guys so much for joining us and participating in our silly little Halloween special. It really means the world to us. Haley, where can the people find you? Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Haley and underscore. I uh i'm doing writing again question mark wrestling writing again um i do have a sub stack it's linked on my twitter where i write a bunch about all my favorite wrestlers and things so if you guys are interested in that you can go check that out you can follow me on twitter oh, i'm not in my normal spot so i'm like almost up at fuller underscore kylie i post everything i'm doing there um i just i think yeah it should be up by now um on the romanticized wrestling youtube channel i just did a video with my good friend kyle we talked about all our favorite um fights without honor from ring of honor like the whole history of ring of honor uh, that's up on the romanticized wrestling youtube channel it, it's also linked on my twitter so you can just go to my twitter and find that uh we wanted to do something ring of honor for halloween but ring of honor doesn't really do a lot of spooky scary so we did blood and gore instead so if you're into that Go to my Twitter. You can find that. Follow at Romantic Wrestle as well. Like this video. Comment below if you're watching after um, we go live. Uh, let me know your favorite spooky, scary tag teams. I'm super interested in it, in it because a lot of us have different tastes. And we also think of different things as spooky and scary. So let me know what you're thinking. Subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. Go watch all the other content on Fightful Overbooked. There's a lot of great people doing a lot of great things on this channel. Uh, all that being said, happy Halloween from Matt Jackson and Hangman Page. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.